Kendall's 30-minute pop ride. This should be fun. Okay, Peloton, who's ready to work? Here we go. Don't forget to breathe. Good idea. Get at home motivation. We are climbing through this chorus. Let's get it. Anytime you want it. Bump up that intensity. Give it all you have. I am. You are unstoppable, Peloton fam. Try the Peloton app free for two months. New members only. Terms apply. Welcome to the Let's Be Real podcast, where we are regarded to as the starting five. We are powered by the Binge Podcast Network, and we are sponsored by Overtime Heroics Minutes. embracing yes sir yep. perfect see i ain't say nothing <laughs> go down and talk to this today we're gonna start off with the nfl mm-hmm. go to our top three that she came up with mm-hmm. finish with the l of the month but first up in the fail cam new signed with the patriots literally about I after our last episode <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> a week ago <laughs> <laughs> two what's up mm. yes sir Man, um, so shout out to Bill Belichick um, and the Patriots for signing Cam Newton, who may have been the steal of the whole entire uh, uh, free agency. Um, one thing that I look forward to is seeing how Bill Belichick, who some people call the greatest coach in the game, utilizes Cam Newton because he's a he's a certain kind of player. Like we all know, we're not gonna look into the numbers. He's not the most accurate or whatever, but he wins games with nothing. You know what I'm saying? And I'm kind of worried about that in the Patriots because, like, he'll still be going to an offense that will protect him, but he's not throwing a ball at anybody besides, what, 35, 36-year-old Julius Edelman. So I'm kind of worried about that in that aspect. But as far as, like, him setting himself up for the future, it's a perfect fit because Bill Belichick, like I said, will get the most out of him, and it's only a one-year deal. Like, granted, it's only incentive-based, but I get it. Cam had to do the best, you know, he had to do what was best for him. And I think that if he's able to put his foot forward, then they can be second in the AFC East, which is good because I still think you got to watch out for the business. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people that's, you know, saying that, oh, they're immediate Super Bowl contenders. They're this, they this. I'm like, one, we don't know the health status of Cam. Two, don't disrespect the Bills because at the end of the day, when the Carolina Panthers were at their best, their head coach was our defensive coordinator. So you got to look at that too. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see Cam Newton play for the Patriots, but at the end of the day, I think don't don't put too much high expectations on him like the movie is going out. For one, I'm disrespecting the Bills. Um, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go. You and you down. You and the whole world. Boy. I need to see Josh I want Allen. Y'all about last year. I need to see Josh Allen. I want about him last year. Before I trust them. <laughs> yeah. Um, two. 
I can still see the Bills winning the division. I can see I still have the Patriots possibly winning the division. I didn't know if I had them winning yet, but that can do. So with them, um, they still don't have weapons. So um that's gonna be a problem. Like I said, we don't know the health, we don't know his health status, but he's definitely betting on himself with that contract, which I, other people are mad about, like Richard Sherman. Um, yeah. but the Patriots had no salary cap room as far as I knew. So and that was the only place where he can start. Because he probably could have won somewhere else to be a backup and got paid more. But I mean, at this point, you're trying to redeem your career. So it's pretty much this is probably his last rodeo, essentially. Like he has to produce this season. Uh, especially with that contract. So I hope the best for him. He got Bill Belichick. I just hope he's healthy. Um, I do expect them to compete. I expect them to compete for the division before they signed him. I definitely do now. Um, but I don't know what weapons. They still had no weapons. So it's basically him in Carolina again. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was a, it'll be the end of his career if him and Patriots don't work. But just like she straight said, it's like know your work. Like Cam feel like he's a starter, so he may be. But if not, and he's able to be a backup, then we'll be able to know that next summer too. Well, that's what I mean by end. Like, I I think yeah. as a starter, yeah. I don't think he's going to be out the lead unless he – it depends yeah. on him, his ego. Like, I'm a starter or I still don't be in the backup somewhere. So, yeah. This, this may or may not be a troll or not. I don't know. But uh, Cam Newton going to get traded. Cool. Cam, Cam Newton going to get traded. Uh, and I say that – and that's either for better or for worse in terms of the Patriots because the Patriots are not trying to win this year. We know that. They want uh, the guy from Clemson, that quarterback. Yeah, that's who they want. So it, it doesn't really behoove them to win. So if Cam is winning up until week eight, they gonna, somebody somebody going to be in need of a quarterback some kind of way. Cam – I mean, we've seen quarterbacks get traded before, not as often – but I feel like this is a prime time for New England to continue to stockpile draft picks and then trade and then uh, trade Cam Newton out of there. And that might be better for Cam, too, because I do I, – I, I get on Cam a lot because he's inaccurate, but he is a starting quarterback. Let's like, not kid ourselves. I mean, Kirk Cousins out here getting paid too much money. You know what I'm saying? Don't you I'll disrespect take- Kirk, though. <laughs> but but, but I, I'll, I'll take I'll take Cam over over Kirk O'Bain. I just I just is how it's how. So I I really it it probably won't happen, but I feel like it should happen. That Cam if Cam balls out like how how two says he normally does, then he should want to get traded to a situation where a team is like right on the cusp, looking at you Tennessee Titans. Um, yeah, y'all play Tannehill, but I mean, hey. Hey, hey. <laughs> uh, or, 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 or even you no know, corporate if you get hurt. Hurt, you know. Yeah. So I, know, I just, I just, I just, I just feel like Cam could benefit somebody else. The only hard part about trading a quarterback is getting into the the, the playbook midseason. Uh, but as far yeah. as the fit, as far as the fit for the Patriots, I it's terrible in my opinion. It's ugh. it's very very ugly because. Their offense is trash. Defense is probably the best in the league. Offense is terrible. Uh, so, I don't know how Cam is going to hold up. If he even plays, we'll see. Yeah. Because they, quote, unquote, feel good about Stidham. I don't even know where Stidham went to college. But, hey. Oh, <laughs> 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 right, that's right. He did go to Auburn. But, yeah, ugly fit for Patriots and for Cam. Yeah, I'm a, I'm actually going to roll with Savage on this one. I When this happened, first of all, the first dog that I initially had was – I don't – this does nothing but prove the point that, like, all this smoke that, like, 
the, the Patriots was blowing into Jared Stidham, like, oh, he's our starter. Like, he's going to replace Tom Brady. First of all, nobody believed that. No, nobody <laughs> believed that. <laughs> underneath this Cam Newton signing was the, the issue that they the, – was the punishment that they got from the NFL about them – for them cheating this past season. Nobody yeah. really just mm-hmm. talking about that. But yeah. one, the, Cam Newton, the Cam Newton signing was – the Patriots got they got five, they got what like a million they got five like million dollars they got like um, a third round pick taken from them which is again nothing in, in my honest opinion this is nothing for the Patriots who be called cheating every what three or four years so that's all that I thought about when I first saw this again I, with Savage I don't think this is a good fit I really I'm glad that Cam Newton got a job I'm really glad because he should have got signed up signed a long time ago but. But this ain't it. You see what I'm saying? Like, because his star yeah. receiver is Julian Edelman, yeah. who led the league and drops the last year, this ain't going to work. You see what I'm saying? Like, they have a really good defense. So I think that will help him to be able to get to – I mean, if he's on the team, like Sam said, that will help him to get to 8-8, and 9-7, eight, 10-6. Eight, but, like, I, I, I don't see what's coming up this. Like, I mean, Cam Newton is yeah. – He's, he's, statistically, he's less than a sixty percent like completion percentage. Uh, p- completion percentage passer like that's that's not good, bro. Like again, we don't know like his, his arm, like his health, like we don't know any of this. So I'm just like, yeah, I don't know if I'm really feeling this Cab Noon thing. Like maybe they trade him, maybe not. But I think this, I think the Patriots only did this to like hide the fact that they got called cheating yet again. So we'll see. I'm not again. I'm not scared of the Patriots. I'm happy for Cam. But I don't think he's going to do well. Cheating against the Bengals, by the way, which you know, hey, 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 <laughs> cheating against everybody. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Trevor. Yeah, what's your thoughts, Trevor? Oh well, as much as I do love Cam, I, I do got to admit that this is probably uh, not going to work out um, on the best of terms for him. It'd be interesting to see not only with Bill Belichick, but of course Josh McDaniels is still there as their OC. Um, so it'll be amazing to see what they're able to do. If Josh McDaniels can get something out of Tim Tebow, I have a feeling he can get something out of Cam Newton. Um, so I will say that there. Um, Julian Edelman, uh, him as a number one receiver just doesn't really scare me. Uh, they still have Muhammad Sanu, who's um, best as a who is uh, more so than number one, so you have that there. Uh, they still have a pretty strong defense, so they're going to be competitive in the AFC East. Um, I, they'll battle the Bills a little bit, but I ultimately still think the Bills won the division. Uh, but just ultimately for Cam, like the rest of you guys said, I'm happy he has a job, but this New England thing, I just don't see it working. I just don't. Yeah, um, there's been a lot of talk about, like, you know, his contract, the, the guaranteed versus how much he can actually make as well. Um and so, first of all, uh, and to correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't the Panthers lose to – didn't Cam Newton lose to the Patriots in the Super Bowl due to cheating? Uh, yeah, the first time. No, 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 no. He was right. Back, uh, back when Jake got home. Yeah, Jake got home. Jake got And they, and they, they all beat us by a field goal. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. 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 I know what you're talking about. Yeah, see? I, you know, I know my little Panthers. I got, I got some, bro. We got some, bro. Um, and so, like, it's just ironic that Cam Newton is here now with the team. Um, he needs weapons. Um, I don't know if there's been this new report out of nowhere um, that I don't think has too much traction. But one of those tight ends wants out of Cleveland. Um, Joku. David Njoku. That could be. The Patriots have no cap room. 
at all. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> has nothing to do with me. I don't. I don't sign no check. Um, uh, to, to everybody's point, more help needs because Cam needs that help. He he's shown that even while he was with Carolina, he still needed help. No quarterback can do it on their own, regardless of how good or great you are. Um, and so. I look forward to a, actually a really great season for him. I, I could care less if he goes seven and nine or six and ten. As long as statistically he doesn't look too bad, um, I think it really sets him up to be better next season. Um, however, if he's like a three and thirteen, a four and twelve, um, and is throwing more interceptions than touchdowns, um, then I believe that was his last stint. And I don't know how many people will give him another chance. Um, after this, um, I don't see him in Dallas, so when I won't go down that road, I, I don't even think if if that's the case, he's not. If they're going like four and twelve things, I don't think he sticks around after half the season. Mm-hmm. So like, if it gets to eight games and they're like three they and five or something like that, or two and six, they're going to steal them, and they're just going to ride steal them out for the rest of the season. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm with you there. Just up to that point, I don't think if they're going to stick with Cam the entire season. I think. They're going to test them out, start them for that first half. If they're, what, two and six or worse, then they'll make that switch and they'll just ride it out to the rest of the season. And then look to possibly tra- draft Trevor Lawrence in uh, the next upcoming draft. All I want is for Cam to have a chance at a season. That's, I think that's our whole big point here. And, and yeah. I, I agree with what, what, what we're all saying. It starts with Hill first. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, and how healthy he truly is. But also how healthy his offensive line will be for him um, as well. Um, so I look, I really, I actually, I'm cheering for Cam. Um, I, I don't, yeah. I don't care if it's in a Patriots uniform. I don't care if it's in a 49ers uniform or if it's in a Red Tail uniform. Uh, <laughs> for Cam, um, yeah. because he's a black quarterback. Black quarterback. Yeah. Um, yeah. So whatever works out works out best for him. Um, because there's another black quarterback that deserves to be a starter, if not before the end of this year, oh. next year as well, because um, you just had that LASIK surgery. So yeah. it should be all right. James James. Hey, I got to get on out of here, but I got two more things to say, two points. One, uh, again, shout out to Bill Belichick for the chess move. Uh, he's never beaten Cam Newton. Just want to throw that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, <laughs> shout out um, these – this is the most I've ever seen and the nicest I've ever seen white people talk about Cam Newton. Shout out to Black Lives Matter for adding that pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to get on out of here. Shout out to Black Lives Matter. You know Take what I'm that saying? money. Don't let them in you. Take that money. Sure. Appreciate y'all. Uh, happy two years too, man. I had to come be there. Yeah. Oh, sure. But you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Black Lives Matter again. Keep adding their pressure to these white people because you got to get them out of here. But keep being nice <laughs> to my boy Cam Newton. <laughs> All right, y'all. All right, so before we move on to the top three, I got some quick updates, which can be some lengthy updates now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, first off, you know, we talked about HBCU and at least going to HBCU. Mm-hmm. Shout out to, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Maker. Yeah, McCure Maker. Yeah. 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 Maker, Maker. All right. <laughs> Show us Howard over um what school's he at? It was a big school. Man, UCLA, UCLA, UCLA. I think UCLA was on this list. Yeah, big time schools actually. Yeah, yeah. UCLA was the second. Being go there. Yeah, UCLA was the second. Yep. So shout out to him. 
um, came the first one, and what's called boy, Savage Boy, uh, Mickey, Mikey Williams. Mikey Williams, yeah. Yep, Nia gave him shout out on Twitter, like, yeah, let's go. So we'll see what's up. I saw someone doubt him talking about his draft stock is going to go down because of that, but yeah. You can, hoop, you can hoop, man. Right. Exactly. At the end of the day, if you, you can hoop, you can hoop. I know Howard won. Like, I think Howard won like 329 or 429 last year or something. Yeah. <laughs> I just know the basketball game, and Howard are about to be lit. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, okay. J.R. Smith sounds like the Lakers, like the fans. What's up? Y'all got anything to say? No. Nope. I want to pass the next subject. <laughs> pass the next subject. Skylar, don't. Savage, you got anything? <laughs> Once, once, um, like, <laughs> we need it. Well, let it go. I need it. Okay, so I got a question when y'all done. We got J.R. Smith. That's one knucklehead. We got Dion Waiters. That's another knucklehead. Yeah, we got JaVale him. McGee. That's another knucklehead. Him, that's another knucklehead. We just, uh, oh, my God. So who's the first person LeBron goes off on? J.R. Smith or Deion Waiters for taking Frank, the ill advised side? Frank Vogel. The game when LeBron <laughs> Frank Vogel. <laughs> One of us going to be out there, bro. Uh, J.R. J.R. going to go out there before Deion. Yeah. Um, Tell I, you not. I'm telling you he's not. <laughs> Alex Caruso is going to be out there at the end of the game. That's Caruso. Y'all ask, y'all ask who Alex Caruso we is. We can say during the game. <laughs> and, uh, Matt, because Man. to answer his question, it will probably be Dion Waiters because he did they warm his seat up well enough. And that's it. That's all. <laughs> no. I, I'm really hurt that Avery Bradley's not playing. I mean, I'm I am. Too. Crying at night that Avery Bradley's not playing. That hurts. And what Avery Bradley provided you, yep. you're definitely not going to find in J.R. Smith. Correct. No, and no. Avery That's Bradley's true. ability to defend yep. on ball, yep. your best shooter, yep. is not found in J.R. Smith. Yep. No. Now, I'm not sure. Now, now don't get me wrong. I, I'm not saying that you should have got this person. But there was a, a Laker that was with y'all last year that y'all didn't go get. He's in China, I think, still. Uh, he plays a guitar when he makes a shot every now and then. Oh. Lance the Laker. Lance the Laker. That's my guy. No, thank you. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> if you saw what he was like as a Laker, you wouldn't say that. Trust me. <laughs> he didn't do anything as a Laker. At least y'all still got uh, Ew. <laughs> <laughs> so, to me, thank God that LeBron is handling the ball handling duties for from now to y'all maybe win the championship because that's not needed. Um, but, yeah, I J.R. Smith, I'm praying that the Lakers do well. But if y'all don't do well, you're going to blame it on J.R. Smith. Who did y'all prefer to sign? I, Me, I, 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 I go there and shoot a jump shot in the corner. <laughs> Mike Miller, chill out. Uh, I mean, Mike I don't know. It's just like it just 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 go through and hold y'all head. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Jr. I mean, Jr. Smith ain't bad. I mean, I think I, again, I, I get that. Like he had the little the little mind lapse when they were in the finals. I get that. But if you look at the game before that, and you look at the, the series overall, he wasn't that bad. I just really need somebody to make shots. I mean, of course, you cannot replace the the likes of an Avery Bradley just because he's just that much of a great defender on the ball. Um, and then, plus, I mean, also you got to think about, like, he, he'd already been playing with the team for 
50, 60 some odd games anyway. So there was already like a there was already chemistry right there. So of course you lose that chemistry. But I mean at the end of the day, I honestly don't mind the J.R. Smith signing. I just would have I would have preferred Avery Bell just because he gives you another defender at the end of the day. So basically when Bradley said he wanna come in, it was nothing there was nothing else. No one else can really feel it. Right. No, no, not really. Okay. It hurts, but the only team that, that the only team that really just Clippers. Yeah, it's the it's the Clippers. That's the only team in the way. All the folks. No, all the folks. That is that is a, the entire yeah. NBA. I don't. I'm not worried about the Bucks. I'm not worried about the Sixers, Celtics, Heat. I'm not worried about anybody else other than the Clippers. Period. I don't care who you are. Rockets don't care. I don't care about nobody. The only team that, that keeps me up at night is the, is the Clippers. Period. That's on two teams. Okay. We'll see how COVID affects a lot of stuff. Yep. Because mm-hmm. Vito Depot is not. Oh, that hurts. That hurts in the end like a mug. Whew. Yeah, but like he had played we, most of the season anyway. Did we expect yeah. him to go yeah. far? We didn't. Yeah, so no, but play them, don't we play them yeah. in the What? What they was gonna make it to the finals? What they gonna do? No, they, they don't no, no. They, nobody expects them to get to the finals, but but, but in a series, yeah. but in a season like this, where exactly. I mean, anybody yeah. can get COVID. Yeah, I mean, then again, I'm not wishing COVID on anybody. Mm-hmm. But let's just say, hypothetically speaking, let's say Giannis gets COVID. At that point, the East is wide open. If Giannis get COVID, it's, it's shutting down. Like, it's, yeah. it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's, I mean, it's open to anybody. So again, in a in a wreck, in a, like, if COVID doesn't happen, of course, you don't expect the patients to get it, but. I mean, you never know who could get it or who gets hurt. I mean, because players have been out by the time the season starts for four months. Never know who gets hurt. The Pacers could easily have been a team that replaces the Bucks or the Celtics or anybody or the Sixers who can't win outside of Philly. So I mean, the Pacers I mean, already hit. Right, right, so <laughs> I get it, but at the same time, you never know. Yeah, and after that, we had a couple other players like uh, Jokic and DeAndre Jordan. And- Spencer Dinwiddie. Well, I think out of, overall it was what twenty five out of three hundred and forty four players. That's a very low number. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we'll see. I think the season will start now, but with the finish, we'll see. All right. Shout out to the TBT. Yeah. Sometimes like finally got basketball on the TV. <laughs> right. Yes. It's a pretty good game. Very interesting. Glad. Some basketball is better than none. Yep. There you go. That's what I was saying. And last quick update, Musa Cisse. Come on Has down, man. Made the decision. Yeah. Come on down. That boy, hoping that LOC. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> that boy getting some buckets at LOC. I'm about to use another big word for you. All prognosticators. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Shout out to the residual effect okay. of, of, of my presence. I appreciate yes. this. Our <laughs> <laughs> uh, prognosticators hey, are hey. changing their forecast to yes. Memphis. Yes, sir. Um, we'll see. I don't wait until I see it's official, but I don't yep. even wait until I see him play more than two games after James Wiseman <laughs> last James, year. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I see him play more than two games. I ain't excited, but. <laughs> We'll see. It's okay, man. They ain't doing nothing but listening to the they have been doing nothing but listening to the Let's Be Real podcast and we moved our crystal oh, balls over to Memphis and they all they do. <laughs> I think we all this is true. This is true. This is true. Hey, man, I'm telling you, you better shoot with us shoot with us, shoot with us in the gym now. Shoot with us in the gym now before we close the gym. This is true. Yes. 
Hey, we got time today, clearly. We got time today. Yeah. I, I got more. I got, man, I got to find a way to get to the LOC gym. I need to see this man hoop in public right now. That's what I want to see. So I know how to get there, and believe me, when I get in. there, oh, and and when I get in, if you get in, oh, I will, and I'll be I'll be texting and showing live video while I get there. Okay, okay, believe that, believe that. I don't know. Hey, go right for it. But now I'm a copy of this man, cop cam. Come in with your pretty prep little little sweater. I'll say I'm here for tutoring. Hey, there you go. Yes. All right, man. So top three, she Oh, yeah. So in the spirit um, of, yes, we're really wrapping up for NBA season um, that's beginning at July 30th, Thursday. But also don't want to not shed light on NFL. Um, and so the topic that I want to bring to the table this week is top three playoff games since 2010. Um, however, this is divided based upon the teams that we like. Some of us followed the rules. Some of us didn't. <laughs> hey, um, yeah. Um, There's some strict rules. <laughs> here's the rules. A, B, and C, Trevor, are AFC people. So there's to choose three games out of that. <laughs> NFC games, or they can do one Super Bowl. So like two NFC playoff games in a Super Bowl, where me and my guy that likes the Eagles, unfortunately, wanted to choose the AFC side, which could be two AFC games and the Super Bowl, or three AFC playoff games. So because I get to control this, I love it so much. I'm in one control of the order. Trevor, you're first. I definitely need to next. No, then the captain. Yep. And then Savage All right. follow up after that. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm gonna kick this off. Um, I'm gonna get my one obvious one out of the way. Um, and that's uh the Super Bowl when the Eagles knocked off the Patriots. Um I got enough <laughs> said there with everything. We saw that Tom Brady couldn't catch. We saw that Tom Brady lost to another quote-unquote mediocre quarterback in Nick Foles. Mm. Nick Foles played his butt off for the entire playoffs. So let's just get that one out the way. That's definitely uh, one of my top three. Um, a second one, and this one was a little bit tough for me because I had a – it was between this one and um, – Another one that I mentioned as an honorable mention, and that's the Saints-Vikings, the first Saints-Vikings game, the one when Stephon Diggs had the uh, game-winning touchdown. Uh, but I went ahead and went um, beast mode. Um, I think that's uh, falls into the realm of the years. Um, Seahawks, 79, won a division, had a home game against the Saints. Marshawn Lynch basically just random folks out of the stadium. Uh, so that's my second one. And my last one, um, I'll just start with the stat line right here. 444 total yards of offense, four touchdowns. That is Colin Kaepernick's stat line from the playoff game against the Packers. He was 17 of 31 for 263. 
And then on the ground, he had 17, 16 or 17 rushes for 181 yards and two touchdowns. So two, two touchdowns on the ground, two through the air. Mm-hmm. Um, we all saw it. So shout out to Cap there. Uh, so that'll be my third uh, 49ers over the Packers in 20, the 2012 season. Man, and then sign Kaepernick, it sounds like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, do you want to wait? You want him to go next? <laughs> Due to your strict ass rules. Yes, man. sir. Yes, sir. My first one that's not included in this one, since you got these strict ass rules. Uh huh. Ravens Broncos, 2013, 38 to 35 in double overtime. The damn game with Raheem Moore, this garbage ass safety, gave up that long touchdown with Joe Flacco to Jacoby Jones to tie the game up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Say. All right, so since I couldn't include that one, and I had to force to choose another. Mm-hmm. All right, the one I replaced it with in the NFC is the Packers Cardinals. And since another rule, since it had to be last 10 years, I couldn't choose the 4135 one. <laughs> <laughs> Overtime, Aaron Rodgers got sacked and kicked the ball. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. I had to choose the other overtime one. In 2015, when he threw the Hail Mary to tie it up, then Larry Fitzgerald went off on them in overtime and they won 26 20 in Cardinals in overtime. 2000, the other one, the other NFC. 2014, 49ers Seahawks. You remember specifically yeah. Richard Sherman said, Don't try me with sorry as a receiver like Crabtree. Wow. <laughs> I got wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, shut him down. Yep, 23 wow. to 17. Um, yep, was the quarterback then. Yep. And my Super Bowl pick, I end up choosing Eagles and Patriots. Mr. Savage. That's two. Um, I was yeah, look at that. It was a very tough score between that one and the Patriots Seahawks because that game was just as good. And of course, the ending, they didn't get Marshawn on this ball. So mm. they were really tick for tech. I ended up choosing the Patriots Eagles because I just think just beginning to end, just the way the game was played, it was just so high scoring. It was, I mean, it was back and forth straight up. At least yeah. the Eagles, the Eagles, I mean, the Seahawks Patriots, the Seahawks kind of had the edge, but then Tom Brady made the road at the end. So it could have, it wasn't tick for tech for me, but I chose the Eagles Patriots. It's my Super Bowl one. Okay. No time. The Skylar Ready or? I mean, not really, because, I mean, I did my homework, and I kind of did my homework wrong. And uh, so. I'm okay, sorry. so I'll go ahead and go there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I have material that's ready. Savage said. I, I, didn't, I didn't play by the rules, go but on, guess what? Bitch the ones that, but that you had what? that didn't make the play. Let him go, Savage. But guess what? I think I, I know you. I'm going with my top three, <laughs> and two of them. Had the Pittsburgh Steelers in it. So we're gonna go. Oh, my oh, God. Wow. I knew. We're my going God. back. Tim this. We're going back to the <laughs> 2011 AFC wildcard game known as the Stratum game, Mr. Marcus Savage. Oh, wow. Exactly. Broncos <laughs> versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. The reason why oh, this is. You got to let them get that one. That's it. That's the whole point now. Choosing AFC. No, but I'm saying that's hurtful for him. Yeah, that was that was actually on my list. But I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna let you go ahead, Skyler. That's hurtful for him. Oh, exactly. For him to admit that. I admit that. I stay at the Stratum with them black couches with that overly priced. Extremely overpriced <laughs> apartment. I, it, it kills me. That it was, it was exactly still alive. This is the game where the Broncos 
was kicking our butt. In the hell, kicking y'all butt. I remember. We always bring the Pumas back into the game, and we come back. We get to overtime, and Mr. Tim Tebow. No, Mr. Uh, Mr. Tim Tebow throws the ball to the very Thomas. <laughs> I mean, this is first play. This is first play of the overtime. He throws yeah. the ball to Demarius Thomas, who's being guarded by I Taylor, who I have been on tape to say I Taylor was never a good corner. He had a solid first <laughs> seven that made him a good corner, and he got beat by Demarius Thomas one on one for eighty yards down the middle, and it pisses me off to this day. <laughs> to question. the Broncos, and Tim Tebow throws for three hundred. For God to love the world. I got one, man. <laughs> wow. I got one, man. I got a question on that one. Uh-oh. Why did Dick LeBeau put 10? 10? You, you, you put eight people in the box. He put 10 people in the box and just left I tell you about himself like I tell you. Because like, well, Sharky, I'll tell you why, Sharky. Sharky, I'll tell you why. Because I'm looking at Tim Tebow's stats. He, was he right. had three he had three sixteen. Yeah. He only had 10 completions. Thank you. I'm still not putting 10 people in our no, box, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I tell out there by himself like he was like Dion or somebody, man. Put <laughs> <laughs> eight people in the box and keep yeah. Ryan, you know, get Ryan Clark back there. Joe Potter, my little post in the box. That hurts. To this day, I remember <laughs> Skyler's reaction. Skyler left the living room and went to his room and closed the door. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah. Good times. Tim Tebow. You could have went here, followed the rules, and avoid. It was not Savage Hat. Nah, Savage Hat. Good times. Go ahead, Scott. You want to go ahead? What should I go? He's going to hit it again. Oh, I am. My next um, playoff game that I would like to bring up is not involved with the Steelers. It's this most recent Super Bowl between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. The only reason I want to bring it up is because Patrick Mahomes is now on my boys list after performing the way in which he did to come back and to beat the San Francisco 49ers on whatever it was that third and something or fourth and whatever to, to Tyreek Hill and he came back and won the Super Bowl. So after okay. that he was already my boy and also I said that they were going to put up 30 points against the 49ers and some of y'all looked at me as if I was crazy. And they scored 30 points. So I definitely got to bring that up. Yeah. And, the game, is, and my know. final game <laughs> is the final game going to be an NFC game? Right. No, no it will not be an <laughs> NFC game. I'm, again, I'm sorry to not play your rules. And I will make sure that I listen next time. But the next game to me is known as the Thank You Cincinnati Bengals game. You see what I'm saying? Like, Thank You Cincinnati, which was a game in 2016. But the Steelers played the Cincinnati Bengals. And the Cincinnati Bengals <laughs> had that game yep. won yes. multiple times. Especially yes. with a minute and 36 seconds left. AJ McCarron. But, but <laughs> shout out to Vontaze Murphy and Adam Pac-Man Jones. Jones. Thank you. Right on and Joey Porter. And Joey Porter for coming out. And Joey Porter. One of the best linebackers in the Steelers. He might be the one of the best linebackers ever. Man. I don't know about ever. I don't know about ever. It's still his PS ever. It's debatable. They handed us the game with multiple unnecessary roughness, multiple helmets to the Oh, my God. It was it was for us to come back <laughs> the game. Made, it made Shout out to Chris Boswell for the game-winning field goal, and we won. Now, I was very pissed off that Vontaze Murphy hurt and Sonny Brown because I am on record by saying 
if Antonio Brown does not get hurt, y'all win. We win, and not only do mm-hmm. we win, but I also feel like we could. We win the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. You win the Super Bowl. We win the Super Bowl. Yeah. 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 I was very hurt. But and if he yeah. never, if he never, if he never hurt him, y'all would have lost that game. So yep. I kind of, <laughs> kind of like a. Sorry, she. I'll play by the rules next. But it's on there. Antonio Brown hasn't been the same here while I've seen him too. So. Uh, <laughs> that's a throw out there. <laughs> At least say Cowboys and Packers. Games. I'm not excited about the NFC. At least say Cowboys and Packers. Either one of them. Dez dropped it or Jared Cook caught it. Like, you can I know you watched it. I know you watched the games. I watched the games, but I also don't care. The only time I care about the NFC playoff game is when the Eagles lose. I mean, not the Eagles, but the Cowboys lose. I was like, whoa. Can I? Can I go now? Can I get? Can I go? Take it away. All right. So as y'all know, I already had Denver and Pittsburgh. It was. Very, very good game, uh, entertaining to say the least. So I won't go too deep into that. My next game is very recent. It was Titans and Patriots this past playoffs because that was the game that finally put the nail in the coffin. I thought it was Eagles and Patriots in the Super Bowl, but no, it wasn't. It was Titans and it was Patriots. And it was Mike. Now this is my boy. Mike Vrabel is my boy because I like how he coaches his team. I, I like that his defense and his running the rock. He still need a quarterback at some point, but I feel like they got the culture to 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 pretty much discourage you from playing football. Because I don't know if y'all remember Sharky do, but nobody is tackling that, that running back out the backfield. Nobody's doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so especially not in the winter months when it's cold. Right. They see so, the They seen the offseason photos. He running all yeah. of <laughs> <laughs> it, it ain't getting no better for the AFC South. So hey, that's just him. Uh, AJ Brown. <laughs> yeah, AJ, it ain't getting no better. Like the Titans, like I feel like that's like the end of the Patriots as we know them, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the Titans are moving in the direction to being a pretty good team, a well coached team. So I think Titans and Patriots was a good one. And my third and final one, uh, this guy was supposed to be the next dude. Um, we all knew it when he came out of college at Stanford, but I picked Colts and Chiefs, the 45-44 Andrew Luck comeback when they were down 38-10 to 10 at one point. Yeah. Luck threw three, three picks, and that dude put the team on his back to get them uh, back 45-44. Uh, that game for me prior to Mahomes winning the Super Bowl was just like, oh, is Andy Reid for you can get up 28 points and he will find a way to choke it out. So obviously Andy has changed his fortunes. And of course, Andrew Luck has been unlucky to be honest, given the situation. I still feel like he'll come back to, to play football. I don't know when, um, but that game, I remember watching that game, like the Chiefs going to lose this game. Like they really let him come back. So Chiefs, Chiefs and Colts, Titans and Patriots, Steelers and Broncos. We have a Super Bowl. So it was I was like fun fact about that Chiefs uh coach game. I wanted to sleep on that game. I was knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> Woke up and saw the coach with the lead. What the <laughs> That was worse than that um that Monday night football game when Peyton Manning came back against the Buccaneers. No down thirty five yep. <laughs> I remember yep. that one. Yep. <laughs> All right, so I don't have any homework, extra homework 
for Skyler. Um, <laughs> we got to ask for today. Um, <laughs> um, but I did talk about, I did believe the Ravens-Broncos game that went to double overtime. Um, and 2013 was a great game. That's why you um, want me to pick an FC. You didn't want me to say that. Well, I just wanted you to, to stick to the rules. Um, yeah. And so that was the first year that Peyton Manning joined the Broncos. But he was outdueled by somebody that used to now play for the Broncos, was Joe Flacco, who was 18 for 34, over 331 yards, and three touchdowns. Sure. Ray Rice. Ooh, oh, dang. Nice. 30 what a name. 30 carries, 141 yards. Wow. Ray Lewis, 17 tackles. Oh, 10 nice. of those were solo. That's a and Terrell Suggs followed up, too. Oh, my. Ten goodness. tackles, like two sacks. And they still think Ryan Ryan Moore to mess up and win? And still. <laughs> After all that. <laughs> After all that. Because this, this is a team that was like – this is the Ravens team that was the bend but don't break team. Right? So, they'll let you go all the way down to the red zone, but they'll just give you a field goal, and that's it. Um, so, shout out to them. Um, and also going on to win the Super Bowl that where the lights went out. Yeah. Um, another game for me, I call this like the fourth quarter – game, so to speak, uh, was the Patriots versus Chiefs last year uh, mm. about the fourth quarter, where um, Peyton Manning goes in, Peyton Manning and Patrick Mahomes, it's 21-7 at the end of the third. The boys, uh, the Chiefs scored right when the fourth, first started. But, like, literally, a duel in the fourth quarter, back and forth, back and forth, um, to the point where it was 31-28 with 39 seconds left. And still, Patrick Mahomes drove down mm-hmm. to get the field goal, mm-hmm. right, to give them a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, now, unfortunately, sorry, defense. Unfortunately, <laughs> the the Chiefs didn't win the toss, and the Patriots <laughs> did, and drove down the Come field. On, and not only did the Patriots win that game, the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs also got fired <laughs> the next day. Um, so, shout out to that game because that was a really good game, and I think that was also more of like a coming of age for Patrick Mahomes. Yes. You know, Brady did win the game. Um, but you're talking about that game was made for Brady to kind of win. You think about the weather conditions. Mm-hmm. It was like 15 degrees at night. Um, he didn't play well until – before the overtime drive, he did not play well the game. No. Right, yeah. No. Um, and so that's that. Oh, they lost the game out there offset. The Chiefs had it won. They had forward. Yeah, the offside call. Yes, sir. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Um, but also, see, they had two that could have ended the, the Patriots just a little bit season earlier, but yeah. we'll take the yeah. Titans. Tighten up, though. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> so, other game that I thought one of y'all, well, now that you were talking about AFC teams, <laughs> would take uh, was the Steelers versus, of all teams, Jacksonville Jaguars. Ooh. I had that at first. It was, it was my fourth one. Yeah, so let me let let's paint a picture about what happened beforehand, though, right? <laughs> beforehand, this is the rematch because Ben had threw what five interceptions Ooh. that that week Boy. three or four. You get a pick. You get a pick. You get a pick. So this was this was on Ben to redeem himself, she right? The rules, bro. Uh, <laughs> the Patrick the the Patrick Steelers the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, got 545 total yards and a loss. And a loss. They got beat by Blake 
Bortles. Bortles. Blake Bortles. How many points they scored? 48? We gave up 42 points. 45. 41. Pick six. It was a pick six in there. But still, 40 points. 40 points. Blake Bortles? That's watching yeah. T-Bow, bro. <laughs> Last game for Le'Veon. Right? Um, now, this is another stat line. So, I like this stat line from Ray Lewis. But the, the player of the game, to me, as I look back at that game, was Telvin Smith. Yes. Telvin Smith. So, y'all know. 16 tackles responsible for 14 were solo and one touchdown. Yep, he had the pick six. That's a defensive lineman, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, no, and a fumble recovery. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. The fumble recovery. So those were my games that I chose. I want to make sure I definitely put an emphasis on that Steelers loss. Um, I was going to talk about the 2011 Broncos Steelers, but thank you all for bringing that up and letting Jesus uh, win that deep post. Um, <laughs> Um, yes, the I'm glad the Panthers didn't make the list too. Sorry. Um, but my Cowboys didn't either. So we'll take that. Thank y'all for everyone that played. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> you okay, Skyler? Are you going to be okay? <laughs> now, don't get me it's wrong. It's okay, my friend. It's okay. <laughs> it, it's okay. It's a whole other year. And I know it hurts. It, it happened. It's over. It's a whole new year, buddy. We, we, I got six oh, rings, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, my team ain't got a Super Bowl. We lost that right. <laughs> y'all just. No, no, no. Y'all don't get to feel that way. No, no, no. Let's get to say that and expect for us to be okay. No. I be the coach of the Steelers, and that game wow, is the whoa. reason why. There is no it's reason your team was not whoa. supposed to be prepared, and that game is the reason. I still feel that way. I still feel that way. This should not be the reason. My community said, I can't wait to play. I can't. We, can, we, can, we got a chance to be the Patriots again. Yeah. Right before that game. And so, like, that, that was his, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> yeah. That's all on coaching. That yeah. is all on coaching, bro. <laughs> At the end of the day, because let, let Doug Peterson say that. Like Doug Peterson said it. Well, one, he wouldn't say it. I, he wouldn't say that. Okay. But Mike Tomlin, I'll be very that. mindful. I'll say this. Y'all fire Mike Tomlin, he getting hired the next hour. I Immediately. I mean, sometimes, you, sometimes you wear out your welcome, though. You know? Nah, he, Mike Tomlin, like, it's, it's Pittsburgh, man. Pittsburgh, yeah. they, they they only had three coaches in, like, 60 years. Like, nah. <laughs> Mike Tomlin got to die or retire before he get out of, up out of there. I agree. Yeah, so I to yeah. your point about Mike Tomlin not getting them ready for the game. I completely agree. So when I when I thought about it, I was like, how do you overlook a team that it just beat you, beat you earlier in the season? <laughs> like you need to be looking at that film. Not, he beat you, not just beat no, you. No, yeah, they handled it. They handled <laughs> it. pretty easily. Um, yeah. And so to not be prepared, to not be ready, that hurt. And then it hurt. Then you lost. Le'Veon Bell was done after that. Uh, Bell, like this, almost like the end of the triple B's, right? And see, that's my thing. Yeah. Like, not only us losing to the Jags, like that's not the part that frustrates me. It's the fact that you had Ben, AB, 
and Le'Veon, mm-hmm. who AB and Le'Veon were in their prime, yep. and you didn't reach a Super Bowl. Like that's the thing that frustrates me. You had two players who were probably Tom Brady, the, man. What you going to do with Tom two Brady? Probably number one in their position, and you didn't even oh. make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, top five you can't even like. There's a like people want to say like the Patriots like ruined the pay, the Steelers. The Patriots was always waiting on us, and we yeah. never got to the dance. Man, right. You shouldn't feel bad, man, because, I mean, Peyton Manning would have had about five Super Bowls if it wasn't for Tom Brady, so it's, it's the Patriots, man. Yeah, it's, 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 though. yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. It's, it's The thing is, like, the Patriots are still there regardless. Like, you still would have had to go through Tom Brady I'm at saying, some like, point. Even Peyton Manning, he was two and two against the Patriots. He lost twice and beat them. We twice. didn't even so get it's, there. It's, it's all. It we really, really wasn't the Patriots. Tom Brady. Yeah, they, all the time we saw Tom Brady was winning the Steelers. Really it was always like you lost to a random. I mean, team. we got to the we got to the AFC Championship that one year. I think it was 2016, but we wasn't ready for that either. So who'd y'all lose to? The Patriots. The Pats. That was the one time we played them in the playoffs. Yep. The time. Yeah. The time I, I, I still feel like y'all wouldn't beat them anyway. Like the Patriots, I feel like it's Tom Brady, man. It ain't gonna happen. They just never beat us. Now, I mean, now it's, that's a, it's a, clean, a clean slate for y'all. Y'all can run through the AFC if y'all want to. It's not a clean slate for us. <laughs> Neither one of the three of the two of the three ain't even there no more. It's not a clean slate. So, you know, the Jags went on to lose to the Patriots, of course. And they hit. And they, they should have won. Right, We've we not been in a good team. And they ran to them Eagles, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I like how you talking. <laughs> so. Got an L of the month from June for June. Okay. Nerf down two candidates because we did an L of the week in the very beginning of June between Drew Brees, Grant Napier, and Mike Nobel. And we all, Drew Brees won, right? Mm-hmm. So I had to give him some competition. Mr. Mike Gundy, mm-hmm. y'all don't remember or recall, Drew Brees basically said about Kaepernick in the flag that it was disrespectful, uh, yada, yada, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So he came out, did a couple apologies and everything. Mike Gundy had wore an OAN shirt, which prompted his best player to come out with a statement saying he's going to boycott the team. They came back, and whatever happened about an hour later, video apology, yada, yada, yada. But he's on this list. Who's the winner? I mean, yeah, who's the winner? L of the month. Let's send the L of the month to Mike Gundy. Period. It goes to Mike Gundy. I understand what Drew Brees did. And but I also feel like my, my I always go into the L of the month based off like how does X player or X person recover from the particular situation? I mean, you see what you see what Drew Brees has done. I mean, he's apologized. He's yeah. talked to his teammates. He's he's talked about like how, how he can go about the situation differently. And I, I just feel like Mike Gundy once he did what he did after wearing the OA insert. Came up with some very terrible excuse. He came up with a very terrible week uh, press conference right after that. And I also feel like Mike Gundy is now on the hot seat. Not only because of that, because he also hasn't been producing in, in the Big 12. And I feel like this is going to be a very important season for Mike Gundy. If he does not do well, if he comes back with another eight-win, nine-win season, he may be out of Oklahoma State, which he probably should have went to UC a couple years ago. But, hey, nobody's discussing right. that. Um, but at the end of the day, I, think that they, I definitely think we need to send this element to my guy. I agree, actually. Um, but you not to know at this time, at this particular time with Black Lives Matter, all this stuff is going on, for you to wear that shirt, 
take a picture, not just wear it, take a picture with this shirt, knowing that's a conservative racist network, knowing you got black players, for you not to be, you know, like cognizant of the situation. This is after Drew Brees, mind you. At least with Drew Brees, that stuff happened. It was like in the very beginning mm-hmm. of all this. This is like dead middle of him, like with my gun. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> but at that point, I don't know. He might took the picture a couple weeks ago. I don't know. For you to let the picture get out, that just can't happen. And that, at least Drew Brees, his apology can. It seems sincere. I don't. I'm. I'm not forgiving him in the way I do forgive him as a Christian. But I'm not looking at his apology as like, you know, I look at him. I still. You still made the statement, right? But Mike Gundy's apology one, it was it was a whole mess. Like first the apology with the player, it just felt like it was he didn't apologize. <laughs> yeah, he didn't apologize. Right? But he came back again with this back. He did this interview on Sports Center. There was an apology with this WWE background behind him. Right. <laughs> it, oh, that was so fake, bro. I, I'm sorry. At least Drew Brees, it seemed more a whole lot more sincere. I believe it was sincere. He just still made the statement. Mike Gundy, on the other hand. Nah, bro. Not so much. Nah, dog. <laughs> I'm still boycotting, dog. <laughs> Why he ain't boycotting? Why did he run it back? Why did he go up back? <laughs> but yeah, my gun. Oh, he got paid on the table. That's what it was. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, you're right. Uh, for me, um, I think it's it's obvious. It's my Gundy. Um, just out of sheer ignorance, you guys went into everything that went down. Um, on top of the fake WWE style press conference he had, he also took a quote-unquote pay cut out of his contract um, for the season. Why, I'm not sure, but now he the pay cut was for an even million, so instead of making five million, he's making four, which is like, okay, what do you do? Uh, but to Skylar's point, I do believe that even with that and everything that's transpired, he's a little bit on the hot seat, and Oklahoma State hasn't really been in the news like that since he went off, since he went viral years ago, um, <laughs> defending the player. Um, so if obviously you got to give it to Mike Gundy, Drew Brees. I wanted to say him because he could have potentially lost the locker room, but everything that he's done since um, since his incident um, has come off as sincere. I'm still not convinced. Still feel that he can do a little bit more, but um, L of the month. Obviously, Mike Gundy. Yeah, I'm making a four-piece Mike Gundy <laughs> um, for the reasons I've said before. Just insincere. Um, even when uh, Chuba Hubbard, I felt like he was paid or had his arm twisted in order to apologize on camera. Uh, I'm looking at Mike Gundy's record right now. Uh, eight and five last year, seven and six the year before. Uh, just a steady decline from – um, really from 2010. Yeah, 2010, that's when they, uh, I think they were conference champions or something. No, 2011, they were conference champions. But they haven't won any conference title in almost 10 years. Uh, they're going to bowl games, but who not going to a bowl game? You know what I'm saying? Like, you, if you win five games, really, I'm looking at this record, they've won, won four games went to a bowl game. Four and five and wow. not four games, but they won seven games. But it's just, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just six get to a bowl game, so six wins. Right, so, right. So it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just not good, you know. Um, and he just, he, I don't know if it's just me, but he, he just looks like he's 
crazy, yep. even when he did Where the interview. The words you were looking for. Dude, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> remember, <laughs> once, remember once he made a statement, I'm a man, I'm talking to me, I'm a man, I'm 40. I'm 40, yeah. He yeah. just looks, he looks crazy. Like, I, I, it sounds weird, and it's kind of taking it back to the spring, but I got, uh, what's the guy's name, the Tiger King? I got, I got him vibes from Mike Gundy. <laughs> Joey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just get biased. He kind of he look unstable as a <laughs> as a coach. So I feel like, uh, like Scott said, uh, he'll be gone about a year or two. Because I mean, Oklahoma State ain't winning nothing. I mean, yeah. I only know who Oklahoma State got aside from Chuba Hubbard. So he he out of there for me. Elder Munt sent down to Oklahoma State. Yes, sir, he came a long ways from them Justin Blackman, Des Bryant days. Right, right. Man, just like, like man. That's the name. Oh, he just where'd he go? He was physically unkept. On them Jaguars that beat y'all. He went to the beach. I said on them Jaguars that beat y'all. Oh, he, just he wasn't went. playing. He wasn't but playing. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> Damn. You know what's so yeah, crazy about yeah. Justin Blackman? Bro yeah. had like came back and had like back to back like two hundred yard receiving. It was crazy. He was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> bro was a beast. <laughs> Came fresh off with like a suspension and had like 200 yards. Trash. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I guess I'll go against the grain. Um, and I'll say Drew Brees um, for this one. And let me, of course, explain why because y'all talked about the other one. Um, Drew Brees made it a point to be staying in New Orleans and what it meant to be living there in New Orleans, so to speak, right? So he's there for the hurricane. He wonder, he wants to be a lifelong saint, so to speak, now, um, after he was had a stint with uh, the Chargers. So to me, I'm here in Memphis, so I want to embrace the city and the culture that is here in Memphis. There's no way that Peyton Manning is truly embracing the culture that is New Orleans to be from that Delta area and make that type of statement. Drew Brees. Um, I get it. No, I get it. I get it. I, I know he's more of a fair skin. He ain't black. I get that part. But there's also – there's no skin tone that's needed to, one, see what's been going on, and, two, to read about the history. So, to me, I'm going to say Drew Brees. Now, there's the other coach. I mean, he's, he's just as dumb, if you ask me. Um, but Drew Brees and, and the, my different style of – Bella Mothers, to Skylar, you said who gets hurt the most, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, it was like, who's the most popular that, that everyone will kind of know about? And you will know more about Drew Brees as opposed to uh, Leach, right? Oh, um, Gundy, my fault, Leach, mm -hmm. my guy. Uh, to Mike Gundy. So that's my L. Now, did he bounce back better? Yeah, of course. But I think there's still those whispers about who is Drew Brees really. Um, and so I, I, I think it's an unsolved mystery. I think this is his hopefully his last season and give Jameis the chance, but I don't think they're going to do that either. Um, I think they're going to let um, so it's a yeah, the oh, one that, that can barely throw a <laughs> I mean, ball. I don't care. Um, you know, actually, at the team, and I, I know a place where Jameis can go um, <laughs> if need be after this year is up. But to me, I, I, I'm going to be the four on one. For sure. All right. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I got the same questions about, like, I don't really – God believe him. I mean, these apologies. Right. Yeah, I, I just believe Mike Gundy was, is a definite uh, – <laughs> that's a definite not believe. Mm -hmm. uh, so, before we end off the show, first off, guys, it does seem like they're coming on. 
Um, but since they didn't come on, it was a topic I was going to bring up during the interview with them. Uh, the University of Memphis football team, Ryan Superfield, announced that they would have a BLM sticker on the helmets. I want to discuss that with them, but we'll just discuss it with us. So, what are your thoughts on the BLM sticker on the helmets? So solid. I'll go ahead, Sal. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Uh, my immediate thought is I think back to uh, the video of Ryan Silverfield when he walked into the room with the team and everybody, like, attacked him and was, like, excited for him to be there. Um, that's the kind of stuff that you, you know, don't really get to see, you know, on television from, like, a coach and his team and team is fully embracing him. You know what I'm saying? And so – what I immediately thought about is that, and I hope that Ryan Silverfield is sincere. I feel like he is sincere. Uh, my immediate thought was that Ryan Silverfield gets it. Like, he he understands where he is. He's in Memphis. This city is blackety black. You know, you might get people in, in Midtown and, you know, no, the, the city is black, man. Like, this, I, I joke about it on, on social media and say that Memphis is a PWI that is an HBCU. Uh, and I know I get a lot of flat from people who go to black colleges, but if you go to Memphis long enough and if you've gone to Memphis as a black person, you know there's a community of black students that's, like, strong. You know what I'm saying? Like, you – is I, I can't really explain it without having you actually go there. Uh, but I'm I'm definitely a proud alumni, a, a proud staff member that that works. Um, my computer's going crazy. Um, one second, John. All right. Yeah, I'm a proud alumni, a proud staff member that goes, uh, that has went to the University of Memphis, and I look forward to seeing other schools do the same for their programs. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you. I think it, it's a very solid move by the program. I just, I just, it's crazy how, and there's been backlash that's come from it, from a different side of their community, and I don't necessarily understand why there's so much, like, dislike that comes from it because it's it's amazing how you can cheer for these people during the season but when there's a there's a sticker right and of course it means so much more to us but i think outside of our neighborhood it's it's a, it's a sticker so it's amazing when there's a sticker that's putting on on a helmet or a uniform now you got a problem with it like i don't understand like how you can you can support black players when they're playing just football but when when they say it's Black Lives Matter. Oh, no, I, I got issue with that. Like, oh, no, that's not cool. Like, that I don't necessarily understand. And I think to Savage's point, like, I think Ryan Silverfield, and not only just Ryan Silverfield, I think Larry Beats understands it. I think everybody within, like, within the athletic department understands it. Like, these white players mean more than just uh, – they mean more than just a check. Like, there's much more than just, like, them getting on the field, them getting on the court just to, like – put on a show for us, like, there's actually something that means it, and, like, we got to bring awareness to all the stuff that's going on in America, like, there's so much that needs to be talked about, so I'm definitely proud that the football team is doing this, I, I can't wait, like, I'm probably going to be, like, I'm really, I'm trying to talk myself out of being, of buying season tickets for the, for the team, I'm really trying to tell myself not to do it, but, I mean, I, I, I'm really proud of the program, it, this program has come such a long way from I mean, even five years ago, even five years ago, they were successful. But, I mean, you just go back even more than that. Ten years, like, ten years, like, I don't think all of this stuff could have been said or could have been done. So, very proud of the program. Definitely proud of the of Brian Silverfield because I think, like Savage just said, like, 
the players wanted uh, Ryan Tipperfield. I think when the question was, uh, I think Larry Beach went to them and, they, and he asked them who they wanted. They wanted a Memphian. They wanted somebody they necessarily want, like, if Auburn call, if Auburn calls or if LSU calls, like, they want just up the leaf. Like, apparently, like, he's here to stay regardless of what the number is that's ready on the check. Like, he's here to stay. So I'm glad that we have somebody, in, like, in Ryan Tipperfield. And not even just him because – it's more than just him. It's the assistant coaches as well. And as she said, they started talking, Skylar. I had to look at this tweet. I found this weekend uh, from John Martin. Source, a prominent University of Memphis booster has informed that the school will match and then double whatever donations the school might lose. As there you go. Of this Black Lives Matter hammy decal. So for all you people that think, that all oh, well, Black Lives Matter being on the stick or being on the helmet, like it's going to cost the, the, the program money, he just said that it ain't. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> like, it's not. Like, I mean, we have so many – we have so much great talent that's coming yes. into, the, in, in, into the program, and I hate that um, the, the, the two guests weren't able to join. They'll, they'll come back on. They just had yeah, life yeah. stuff. But I'm pretty sure, like, they'll come back on. We Trust me. We're, we're going to support. We're going to make sure that that football program is supported well enough. Yep. Thank Trevor. Nah, I think you guys pretty much hit the nail on the head with it, man. So, Ooh, I thought he was frozen. Um, <laughs> first of all, uh, this shirt uh, from, if you need to know, my my barber. I call him my uh, magician. Uh, <laughs> Mike Leach, at Chopping Mike. Get this shirt. It says, know your word. Um, I agree that we can't just cheer for them, good, bad, or indifferent. And then when they want to make a statement, when we want to make a statement, now, all of a sudden, it's slander against us. It, like you said, it's a sticker. Mm -hmm. um, but to us, it is much more than that. And I don't want to – I would like to ask and talk about another topic as well, since we're talking about Black Lives Matter. Um, but I think it's a powerful statement for the University of Memphis um, to the point that Savage made. If you look back, not at the graduates of Memphis, right, but as you look at what surrounds the city of Memphis, mm -hmm. the city of Memphis is not made up of people that look like this table. The city of Memphis looks like the people that are on this podcast. And so I think it's like 68, 69%, mm -hmm. something like that. Is mm -hmm. gonna, it's, it's, it's literally like, down the street from Orange Mound. Like it's right. like five minutes from Orange Mound. <laughs> which, yeah. which the people that look like this table don't know anything about Orange Mound nope. and how, right. how much history is behind mm -hmm. Orange Mound. Mm -hmm. So before you start degrading what the University of Memphis is, has, is doing, which you shouldn't do your history. And that's another issue I have. There's so much history for us to learn that we don't mm -hmm. do it. And that's on all accounts. But for right now, we're talking about Black Lives Matter. I don't need to do my history about Orange Mountain. I know about Orange Mountain. Even though I'm not from here, I know about Orange Mountain because when I came here, I learned the city. And so, yes, if the alumni want to stop giving you checks because you want to put on Black Lives Matter, then they should have never came to the university in the first place. And they're ignorant for what is going on in the world today. Because if it was their child or if there was their cousin or niece or someone that they were connected to, then they would be on that. But they're not. Because it's not people that look like this table that are dying every day. It's not people that look like this table that have systematic oppression because of who they are. It's not people that look like this table that when you see them, you don't hide your purse a little bit closer. That's not it. So get it together. 
people that look like this table. You got it is a freedom of speech. Okay, okay. But as you see, we will knock a few bucks. <laughs> <laughs> acting, acting crazy. We done, move, we done pulled up on Stone Mountain. <laughs> and we'll come up to your mountain too. Range Rover and all. So I'm just saying that. Know your work. Yeah. I'll just real quickly, just to kind of stay on that subject, um, I do want to um, shout out um, my good friend um, and my good friend James Buchanan, uh, who I went to UT Martin with. Um, he's uh, drafted a letter and sent it to the chancellor requesting that all students take a African-American course as a requirement for graduation. Uh, so again, shout out to him um, for that. Um, if he's watching, I know he's a fan of the podcast, so shout out to him for that. But yeah, um, like tell you said, the Memphis first, too. <laughs> so what? I say tell him to send to Memphis too, because Memphis, we I, have the option to take, I think, world literature. No, I think it's yeah, world literature and then African-American literature, and it's an option. Yeah. So in the African-American literature class, it's mostly black students yeah. because we didn't get right. taught African-American literature in high school, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's an option, but I mean, I've seen cases where advisors push white students to, oh, take the world literature class. Like, nah, get your ass in this African-American literature class. <laughs> but I would not get on my soapbox right now. I, wow. I still love my school, but there are things that, that we need to, to progress in. Hey, Savage, you got the power now, man. Make it happen. All right, Trevor, you had more? No, nah, that was it. I was just, uh, just, Sheedy pretty much uh, took it all with his uh, speech. So I just had to add to it and shout out my homie for the, uh, for the letter. So, for sure. hey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pick it back off with uh, Sheedy's speech. Um, I'm glad to show the colors. Keep showing them. I can now I can go yes. to and I ain't got to worry about seeing the racist people. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm that much closer to the face. <laughs> okay, I mean, yeah. 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 One thing I do want to shout out to Miss Valdez though is that you're seeing a lot of millennial and Gen Z white people that are stepping up and standing beside black people. Yep. Like yep. that's that's that that bodes well for the future of mm-hmm. us as a country. You know, we're getting a lot of the, the older generation who are stuck in their ways from back in civil rights movements. They're, you know, dying off. And now we have a generation of people where they've gone to school with black people. They've worked with black people. They've married black people. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's, that's bodes well, but we still got, like I said, still got a mountain to climb with uh, systemic racism as, as she mentioned, so. Uh, no, I was going to say, but the little piece I have is to save it to the very end. I'm not sure if there's anything else that we need. Um, I guess I just got three quick little points. Um, first of all, baseball is coming back. Uh, I know it's, uh, some people are like, oh, baseball's back, but baseball is quite interesting. See, only 60 games. Only 60 games, which makes it that much more interesting. So play, so these, some of these games are actually going to mean a lot. Um, so baseball is coming back for my Yankees. Yankees coming back. When do we start back? Uh, starts very There you go. So I said like the middle of the month. Yeah. Uh, so definitely want to talk about that. Make sure that we continue to mention Brianna Taylor's name. Yes. So her yeah, yeah. Uh, her have not been brought to justice. So I make sure I want to bring that to light. And then also again, I definitely want to just thank everybody on this podcast. Also thank everybody that supports us. Um, I've been told that we're amongst everything that's been brought. Uh, that's going on with it's COVID or everything that's going outside of the world, we're still putting out great content. So I definitely 
thank y'all. I definitely think, I think I pray for all of us like every single day. So I definitely want to thank all of y'all for continuous, for us having this podcast, but then also putting out great content as well. Yeah. I'd like to just thank y'all and I mean, for us to be able to freestyle the show because the I show was literally <laughs> based on them. <laughs> but uh, like I said, I know the guys, I mean, it's life, so stuff comes up. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to get them on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We're still in communication with them, so yeah, we. I'm pretty sure we'll be able to get them out. I mean, yep. And, and for the NFL Week One, I need everybody to go ahead, go to YouTube, whatever you need to do, and learn the Black National no. Anthem. Yes. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> and yeah. we will wait, wait, be seeing who is three, standing four. and who is not. <laughs> the second verse. I just want to know who is protesting the, the Black National Anthem. I uh, want to know who. The job goes, bro. Come on. Oh, Drew Brees, what you doing, bro? Good job, good Oh, yeah. Speaking of that, you see that uh, couple that should have been 2K couple that they made with Job Moran and Triple J? Memphis was going to buy all the copies. Memphis was going to buy all the copies if that was the couple. Trust me. Exactly. I'm not sure somebody on Mama Ryan making it right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Good episode, y'all. Great job, y'all. Next time. Peace. Two years. Peace. Kendall's 30-minute pop ride. This should be fun. Okay, Peloton, who's ready to work? Here we go. Don't forget to breathe. Good idea. Get at home motivation. We are climbing through this chorus. Let's get it. Anytime you want it. Bump up that intensity. Give it all you have. I am. You are unstoppable, Peloton fam. Try the Peloton app free for two months. New members only. Terms apply. Kendall's 30-minute pop ride. This should be fun. Okay, Peloton, who's ready to work? Here we go. Don't forget to breathe. Good idea. Get at home motivation. We are climbing through this chorus. Let's get it. Anytime you want it. Bump up that intensity. Give it all you have. I am... You are unstoppable, Peloton fam. Try the Peloton app free for two months. New members only. Terms apply.